Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from the Baltimore Ravens Medical Office, it's the Fourth and Inches Show with Jenna <laughs> and the Sherpa. Jenna, happy Thanksgiving. And welcome happy back to Pennsylvania. Yes, we are in the same state for the first time in a while. It's It's been, I think, a year since I've been here, so I, I got some catching up to do. Pandemics will really slow down your travel plans. <laughs> but it's also... It's our Thanksgiving episode. We've got some turkeys and some things we're thankful for tonight. Is, is, is Blue the Kitten going to bring his two cents to the table today? Um, probably not. He's off chewing something somewhere. Mm, sounds about right. Very on brand for Blue. Yes. <laughs> also, in other exciting news, nobody's on a buy this week as of this moment. So some COVID testing, as you uh, alluded to in our open here, is potentially going to derail that, but we'll get there in a minute. We do have an uh, an action-packed show for you this week, per usual. Uh, we'll be giving you all of our game predictions, our news and notes, injury reports, waiver wire suggestions, since there are certainly some holes to fill this week. Uh, we'll be giving you, of course, some daily fantasy options and uh, our, our always lovely injury report. And like I said, it's our Thanksgiving injury, it's our Thanksgiving injury, our Thanksgiving episode, which means We'll be giving you our turkeys and things we're thankful for this year, as we do every year. Remember, this is going to be the 11th time we've done it, so we've got a little bit of practice. We did did miss Thanksgiving with our tricks and treats, but we're going to make up for it this year. I just got headbutted by one of our other cats, so he's apparently in a football mode. <laughs> Everybody's ready. Uh, if you can't get enough of us tonight, you need something to keep you company while you're traveling, uh, hopefully very safely tomorrow if you're traveling at all. Uh, you can find us all over social media. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number 4 show at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. And, of course, you can find us if you missed episodes or you just need to hear the sound of our voice anywhere that you find your favorite podcast, probably like where you're listening to us right now. And, of course, all of our episodes uh, from previous shows, years, et cetera, on our Blog Talk Radio page. Uh, now is the time to probably start making your turkey, maybe put up all of your holiday decorations, whatever that may be, because we're at everyone's favorite part of the show, the injury report. Um, the most notable this week, uh, I think, is the one heard around the world, so to speak, Joe Burrow, the Bengals quarterback, is no longer the Bengals quarterback for the remainder of the year and probably most of next year after tearing his ACL, MCL, and what they're calling unspecified damage because everything's too small and we can't really figure out what exactly is going on in there. Um, so that's not a great sign. Uh, also not great when your quarterback tweets that he's done for the year before anyone's actually made any kind of injury designation. Um, so maybe the Bengals want to figure that out. Um, but in typical Bengals, Bungles behavior, Deciding to throw somebody out there without having an offensive line has, in fact, backfired on them, which we all saw coming, unfortunately. Um, that type of injury, the damage he sustained could be anywhere from 9 to 12 months rehab, so he may miss all of next season. He seems to disagree with that, but we'll certainly have to see if you have him in a keeper league. Certainly uh, stash him, but it's going to be a little while to get return on investment. Uh, in other done-for-the-year news, Rex Burkhead injured his knee in uh, the game on, on Sunday, and he's saying he's done for the season. The Patriots have not officially said that, but uh, he is he's saying he'll be back stronger next year. So pretty good indicator. You don't want to keep him on your fantasy team. Coming down the stretch here, Ben Roethlisberger uh, was limited to practice today 
with what they're calling a, calling a quad injury, um, he's, I guess, upgraded from double knee injuries, and now he's working on a quad. Uh, I'm sure we will be seeing him on the field as long as that game is played on Thursday. Um, the reason it might not be is because the Ravens have uh, at least nine positive COVID tests so far, uh, four members of staff and five players, and uh, that number certainly could go up between now and then. Right now they're saying the game is on, but if more tests come back positive, uh, they certainly are going to think about reevaluating that. Out in Pittsburgh, people are already tweeting and uh, talking about this being a conspiracy just so that they can have more time to prepare. I, I'm pretty sure an entire team wouldn't give themselves COVID to avoid playing the Steelers, but maybe I just don't think they're as good as everybody else does. In other news, uh, coming into our Thursday games, which we have three of this week, thank you, Thanksgiving. Uh, the Texans wide receiver Randall Cobb is expected to miss multiple weeks with a hip injury. Wide receiver Kenny Stills is was limited to practice today with a quad injury. He left the game on Sunday and did not return. He's pretty questionable, so we'll see how he goes tomorrow. Uh, for Detroit, running back DeAndre Swift, who missed last week's game with a concussion, is practicing, but very limitedly. So unsure if he's going to play or not this week. Uh, Detroit's tight end TJ Hawkinson is dealing with a shoulder injury. He was also limited people going into Thursday's game as well. In Washington with the football team, wide receiver Terry McLaurin is dealing with an ankle injury. He's limited. He's hoping to play, barring some kind of setback, he'll be on the field. And in Dallas, running back Ezekiel Elliott was a full participant despite being on the injury report with that hamstring injury, which magically appeared when Stack Prescott's leg exploded and he had Andy Dalton handing him the ball. I get it. I understand. Um, like I mentioned, uh, the Ravens have at least nine positive tests so far within the organization, including both running backs Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins, who will not be able to play. Remember, you have to be you if you test negative and you hadn't originally tested positive after five days, you're eligible to come back. Uh, but both of them did test positive, so they cannot play on Thursday. Uh, and so Gus Edwards, come on down. He's going to be your starting running back, uh, barring himself getting on the COVID list between now and then. Uh, for the Ravens. So potentially Lamar Jackson is going to be your leading rusher this week. Keep an eye on that. Tight end Mark Andrews, uh, they're calling questionable with thigh injury. It's kind of a speculative questionable because he can't actually practice right now because everyone's got COVID. Uh, and another questionable injury, Juju Smith-Schuster is dealing with a foot injury. He was limited at practice. Um, you may remember the great celebration the Steelers did for his birthday, blowing out the candles in the end zone and then uh, a little while later in the game, he actually stepped on a referee's flag trying to line up and injured his foot. If you don't know, uh, the referee's penalty flags have, have like, weights in them so that, you know, they don't blow away when you throw them out. It's it's almost like a roll of pennies. Uh, there was, I think a Browns lineman actually lost sight in an eye because he got hit in the eye yes. with one of these back in the day. Um, so Junior Smith-Schuster stepped on one, and it, it looked pretty painful. He he did end up playing, but he's limited. It looks like he'll play this week. In, uh, in Minnesota, the Vikings placed wide receiver Adam Thielen on the COVID reserve list. He was in contact. He has not actually tested positive, but not going to play this week. Seattle put tight end Greg Olson uh, on injured reserve with that foot injury. We were thinking that may happen last week, and it turns out it did. In Carolina, uh, turns out Teddy Bridgewater was not healthy enough to play last week. He, what They were calling him active uh, all day on Sunday morning. And then about 45 minutes before game time, I guess how he looks in warm-ups, he did not play. But uh, they're saying that he's on track to play this week with that knee injury per head coach Matt Rule. Unfortunately, Christian McCaffrey, very unlikely to play. He's still week-to-week with that shoulder injury, so it doesn't look like he'll be on the, on the field this week. Out in Chicago, they're coming off their bye week. 
not able to name a starting quarterback. They are, quote, everything's on the table, including a quarterback change. Right now, Mitchell Trubisky is dealing with a shoulder injury. Nick Foles is dealing with a hip injury. Uh, not sure who's healthy. Not sure who's going to be under center. I really don't want you to be starting either of these quarterbacks. Nobody's on a bye. There's no reason to do that. <laughs> Tua Tungavailoa was benched during the fourth quarter of the Dolphins' loss last week. Thank you for not covering my parlay, Tua. I really didn't appreciate that. Um, but he will be uh, back under center as a starter this week. Uh, they announced that today, so play him accordingly. Chargers running back Kalen Bellage briefly left the game on Sunday. He limped off the field after the first series but came back. Uh, looks like he's going to be okay. They, they seem to think it's just a mild ankle, um, but so far so good. Keep an eye on that. Also worth noting, uh, running back Austin Eckler should be activated off IR with that hamstring injury. They're not sure if he's going to play this week. It is certainly possible. They seem pretty optimistic about it, but you're going to have to see how his week of practice goes. Oh, Colts quarterback Philip Rivers is dealing with a toe injury on his right foot. Uh, that happened late in the game. He is questionable coming into this week. So that certainly is going to change how you play uh, some of your wide receivers and maybe make your game predictions whether or not he's going to play. But that's going to go down to game time. Same thing with Falcons wide receiver Julio Jones. He's going to be a game time decision with a hamstring injury. You saw him trying to gut it out. He was taking himself in and out as, as they were trying to come back. Uh, you, you love to see that as a, as a fan and a player of the team, but Julio Jones did not look like he was anywhere close to right. Uh, Dalvin Cook took a pretty big hit to the chest and rib area. He was knocked out very briefly in the game against the Cowboys. Uh, he is not on the injury report right now, so he's going to be fine for this week. Eagles right tackle Lane Johnson, who is a big part of keeping Carson Wentz alive, uh, has been dealing with an ankle injury all season. Now he's added a shoulder injury to the equation. He left the game uh, last week. Certainly keep an eye on that because really that is that is a big, big deciding factor on whether or not Carson Wentz can be effective. Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray is dealing with a shoulder injury. He was limited at practice. He is going to play through it. Out in Jacksonville, uh, there's not a decision made on who's going to be a starter yet this week. Gardner Minshew may return from that thumb injury, but they're going to wait and see how he throws in practice this week. In New York, Sam Darnold is going to be out again with that shoulder injury. They want to make sure he can absorb a hit before they actually put him back under center, and he seems not able to do that just yet. Drew Brees keeps adding to the broken rib total. It looks like he's at 10 now. Um, How he's even breathing and standing, I don't know, because I'd probably have died if I broke that many ribs. So more power to him. Uh, He's not going to be playing football for the Saints this week, despite what he might think. Uh, The Bengals put running back Joe Mixon on IR, finally, with that foot injury. He's been in and out, in and out. Uh, He is is not going to be playing this week. The 49ers, however, did designate running back Raheem Mostert to return from IR, with that ankle injury, he is hopeful to play this week, barring any kind of setback during practice. And it looks like the Seahawks are going to have running back Chris Carson back this week from that foot injury. He looks like he's practicing pretty well. And again, barring a setback, should be good to go. That matchup against the Eagles, it's a nice time to be coming back, I would say. <laughs> and on the flip side, Eagles tight end Zach Ertz uh, is unlikely to play this week with that ankle injury. He's been activated off IR, but it looks like it's be another week till he's back on the field. In Detroit, wide receiver Kenny Galladay has missed the last three games with that hip injury. He is still very uncertain to play. He's not practicing. It doesn't look good. Have a plan B there. Um, The 49ers might also get wide receiver Debo Samuel back this week from that hamstring injury. Uh, They're kind of cautiously optimistic on that. So here's hoping they need some good news and some healthy players, uh, especially because the, the COVID is running wild on their locker room as well. Wide receiver Brandon Ayuk was put on the COVID reserve list along with several others today. 
the Browns and, are, and several other teams are also dealing with uh, multiple positive tests. So something to keep an eye on going through the week. In Kansas City, wide receiver Sammy Watkins was hoping he'd play last week off a hamstring injury. He did not, but he seems optimistic again that he'll play this week. So wait and see on that. In Miami, Preston Williams, who's been out with the last couple of weeks with a foot sprain, is hoping to return in December. So not this week, probably not next week, but he's hoping to be back this season. Also, Lions wide receiver Danny, Danny Amendola is working back from that hip injury. He was limited at practice. Uh, not going to play this week, but he seems back on track to play again this season. So there you have it. What, what have you done in our long absence, Sherpa? I made a Thanksgiving turkey and ate it by myself. Well, there you go. So the tryptophan is going to set in pretty hard. So we're gonna we're gonna have to keep moving. <laughs> I might be on the turkey list. <laughs> by the time show's over, it might be possible. We're not gonna roll it out. <laughs> Uh, Blue the kitten is back off off IR. He's he's back alive and well and causing causing chaos there. Sherpa and I are our day to day as always. <laughs> Aren't we all? There you have it. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's always my favorite designation. It's like we literally are all day to day. That is that is a real thing. So there so, you go. We we survived the injury report. I think we have. So should we do the, let's do some waiver wire fodder and see what's yeah, out there. We should probably, we should probably um, fill some holes since I just gave you a whole bunch of them. Yeah, running back, unfortunately, I don't think there's a whole lot out there Ew. this week that's going to be helpful. I mean, you might want to consider guys like James White, uh, widely available, Gus Edwards, widely available, Carlos Hyde, even though he may not be the top dog there anymore, Frank Gore's gotten a promotion again thanks to Michael um, P. Ryan's injury. Delonte Booker uh, still showing well as the Raiders backup running back and Jordan Wilkins may or may not be uh, running back 1A for the Colts. So again, pretty slim pickings, but uh, if you're forced to pick a running back off of Wyatt waivers this week, those are the guys that are likely to be there that might have some shot at helping you. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is thin out there, I think is the nicest way to put it. It's, I hope you have some yeah. guys stashed. Yeah, wide receiver, on the other hand, that's a different story. There are quite a few guys out there, I think, that could help you that are widely available. And uh, just, you know, for my two cents, if you're trying to decide at this point in the season which wide receiver to pick up, a good rule of thumb is go with the guy who's getting the most targets at this point in the season, just look at the last two or three weeks and see, you know, who's getting the targets and uh, you'll find some names on there. You might not be expecting like a KJ Hamler and Josh Reynolds, but oftentimes those are the guys that can kind of help you uh, either get into the playoffs or maybe even make some noise in the playoffs. If you're uh, the guys who started the season with are either uh, injured and out or, or just underperforming. So Speaking of wide receivers, um, Michael Pittman has been doing really well the last couple of weeks. He'd be at the top of my list. Jalen Rager getting a lot of uh, targets for the Eagles, even though their offense isn't very good. They're going up against a Seahawks pass defense that struggled all season. Tim Patrick with Denver, Denzel Mims, KJ Hamler, Henry Ruggs, III, Nelson Aguilar, <laughs> Curtis Samuel, Alan Lazard. Cole Beasley, Sterling Shepard, Michael Gallup showing signs of life again with Andy Dalton back. 
AJ Green, yeah. although uh, with Ryan Finley there, that might not uh, look as good as it might have a week ago. Keelan Cole, Josh Reynolds, Prashad Perriman, Darmel Moody, and uh, Zach Pascal running out my uh, list of wide receivers to uh, consider. Yeah, I guess it's kind of hard to keep up with, like, who's going to get the most targets on the Cowboys with just not knowing who's going to be the quarterback or what the heck that offense looks like. Like, they looked almost functional last week. I don't want to say all the way functional, but, like, they look like almost a football team. It's very strange. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that C.D. Lamb and Amari uh, Cooper are both not on the waiver wire. If anybody's on the waiver wire among that trio, it's probably Michael Gallup. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Lamb and is, I've got him on a couple of teams. I'm not mad about it. No, and C.D. Lamb is looking like he's at least the number two receiver there with potentially uh, very good last week. more to come. But, yeah, he did. Uh, that one catch was a thing of beauty. So It was. Oh, it was. There were a lot of great catches in that game, i got to say. So, um, on to quarterbacks. Uh, Derek Carr at the top of my list, uh, looking quite uh, a bit improved this season going up against Atlanta's defense this week. That's a good matchup for him. Daniel Jones going up against Cincinnati's uh, defense, which, you know, may be passable, but on the other hand, they'll probably be spending a lot more time on the field than they would have uh, prior to this week, given that uh, Ryan Finley is their quarterback now instead of Joe Burrow. Baker Mayfield going against Jacksonville this week. Kirk Cousins to a Tagovailoa. I'm willing to give him a pass for uh, last week, especially since he's going up against the Jets' defense this week. Alex Smith, uh, first win in a long time last week, uh, gets a chance for another one this week against Dallas's uh, defense. Taysom Hill, nice uh, debut as a starting quarterback last week. I was surprised that they picked him over Jameis Winston, but I guess Sean Payton thought, well, I, I guess he knows that he doesn't want Jameis Winston as his uh, solution, or maybe he just figures he knew what he had with Jameis Winston and wanted to see if Taysom Hill might be the answer long term. Uh, either the whoever starts for Carolina against Minnesota, whether that's Teddy Bridgewater or PJ Walker, um, that's a good matchup. Minnesota secondary leaves a lot to be desired. Phillip Rivers uh, injured toe and all going up against Tennessee, and then Drew Locke. Uh, injured or not uh, against New Orleans. Those are the quarterbacks that I think line up pretty well for uh, good matchups this week. Yeah, yeah. I I have no real beef there. I'm loving Derek Carr. I got to say, it is a little up and down, but uh, big, big fan of that out there. Yeah, they've gone from a team that you were almost sure was going to be in the market for a quarterback in the first round in the 2021 draft to a right. We were talking about how much we were pretty sure John Gruden and Derek Carr hated each other. They might still hate each other, but it's working. Well, maybe they've gotten to know each other since they're next door neighbors in Las Vegas. Maybe they're borrowing sugar from each other now. I don't don't know. At this point, they can probably spend that uh, first round pick either on offensive line help or defensive help. I think. Their, their offense is pretty much ready for prime time at this point. Defense still needs a oh, little yeah. work, keeping uh, people off the board. But uh, it's, it's a pretty good offense they've put together there. Yeah, it's a nice problem to have. That's for sure. All right, moving on to tight ends, uh, people widely available. Logan Thomas with the Redskins, Dalton Schultz with the – excuse me, Logan – 
Thomas, uh, you know, with the Redskins, Dal- excuse me, the Washington go. football team. I keep doing that. Dalton Schultz with the Cowboys. It's the Jordan San Antonio Reed, formerly Holmes of the Redskins before they were known as the football team, now with the 49ers. Robert Tanyan, Jimmy Graham, Herb Smith Jr., Tyler Reifert, and Jordan Aikens rounding out my uh, recommended pickups. And uh, about half of those guys are playing on Thanksgiving Day. So if you want to watch yeah. uh, pick up a tight end and see immediately whether you, you got a good uh, investment, made a good investment or not. Uh, those three guys, uh, Thomas Schultz and Aikens, all likely to uh, um, give you good results on Thursday, I think. Yeah, and it's it's just it's nice having a little a little skin in the game, so to speak, while you're watching. I mean, I'm, I'm a, from a family of of gamblers, so there's always something on the line. But having your fantasy football team a little more secure coming out of Thursday is always a good thing. Speaking of which, did you see that guy that lost his uh, parlay bet because no. of uh, Patrick <gasps> Mahomes' kneel downs at the end of the game? I can't I there are, are not a lot of things that I can imagine being more frustrating than that. <laughs> Carlos Hyde last week, now we got Patrick Mahomes. Like, come on guys. Come on. I, I mean, understand it from like a humanity a level, but short. like you know. Oh, I mean, it's oh one it's thing so if you're one or two yards short on the last, you know, leg of the parlay, but uh when you when you have it and you're oh. just waiting for the clock to run out and then something like that happens, that's uh, that's bad news. So. so bad. They did a they did a uh, an ESPN thing. I think it was last season about Tom Brady about how he was going back and forth for a thousand career rushing yards from kneeling down. He'd be at a thousand, then he'd be at nine hundred ninety nine, and he was trying trying to bump it up so he'd stop going back and forth. Oh, yeah, I don't, yeah, that's. It's, uh, you could have a parlay. You could just have a bet on whether he'd be above or below that total at the end of the game, I suppose. But yeah. anyway, I'm pretty sure by the end of his career, Patrick Mahomes will be comfortably above that figure. But uh, I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, I think he also cost quite a few people some money on a prop bet last year during the Super Bowl too by kneeling down a couple times at the end yeah. of uh, the game. You'd think people would learn, but no, keep coming back for more. Okay. So defenses that you might want to consider streaming this week, Green Bay against Chicago, Giants against Cincinnati, football team against Dallas, Houston against Detroit, Tennessee against Indianapolis, Seattle against Philadelphia, Arizona against New England, and Dallas versus the football team. Um, Some of those recommendations stronger than others, but – those are eight uh, teams to consider if you're in need of a defense for this week. It is it is nice having everybody playing, so that there's a, the way the liner's a little more forgiving for the streaming this week. That's for sure. Yeah, except in running back. Yeah, there's just nothing can be done there. You have them or you don't. <laughs> yep. Well, so, speaking um, of running back, sure. should we take a look at them? Yeah. Sure. Um, why don't you lead off this week? Well, I think the top of my list, your list, America's list, probably Dalvin Cook. Uh, he's he's just one man. He's just one man who, in fact, almost beat the the Cowboys last week. But uh, I think the matchup is is still pretty good against the Panthers, and he is he is really their entire offense. 
Uh, Alvin Kamara coming in a close second for me. I think he'll have a nice day as well as Aaron Jones. James Robinson out in Jacksonville, who I'm always more optimistic than pretty much everybody else in the world on, and Derrick Henry rounding out my top five. Uh, at six, I've got Josh Jacobs of our aforementioned love for that, that Raiders offense. Miles Sanders at seven. Uh, Nick Chubb. Uh, we got, oh, number nine, Mike Davis. And uh, Chris Carson with his mostly healthy body coming in at number 10. I think that's going to be a nice matchup for him this week. Okay, we agree on six of the ten. I've got Derek Henry at the Ooh. top of my list, Josh Jacobs, Ezekiel Elliott, who I didn't hear on your list, uh, nope. James Conner, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook, who I guess I'm not quite as high on this week as you are, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and Chase <laughs> Edmonds rounding out my top ten honorable mentions to Antonio Gibson, Duke Johnson, Gus Edwards, and Salvin Ahmed. I, you know what I think is very interesting about Ezekiel Elliott, who is decidedly not on my top ten. He's hanging out in purgatory. Um, I do not believe he has a hundred-yard rushing game this season. I think you're right about that. I'll double check, but it's not. It's not great. Uh, it's just. Well, actually, he had 103 yards against the Vikings. So. Okay, so he did that. That last run did put him over, but. I mean, he's he's one of my turkeys this year. I gotta say, for where we draft him, not getting that production. But I, yeah, he's, he's I don't want to spoil too. all my turkeys. Yeah, uh, I've got him on three fantasy teams. I'm very salty about it. <laughs> I can imagine. So, who are you staying away yeah. from running back wise this week? Like I said, I'm leaving Ezekiel Elliott in purgatory, though. You know, are at odds right now. <laughs> I am. I'm putting all of the New England running backs. On my void list, I, I don't like trying to figure out who's going to play, who's not going to play, who's who's going to. It just I don't want any part of it. There are there are better options, despite there not being a lot of health out there in the world. Uh, Jamal Williams also checking in on my avoid list. Uh, Latavius Murray, Brian Hill, Phil Lindsay, Samaje P. Ryan, Jarek McKinnon, Le'Veon Bell, and Tony Pollard, who keeps popping up as a little bit of a vulture out in Dallas, but not enough to start him. Okay, for me, uh, James Robinson at the top of my list, Melvin Gordon, Raheem Mostert, uh, Giovanni Bernard, Damian Harris, Cordero Patterson, and then the Adrian Peterson and Carrion Johnson combo, whichever one of those is uh, healthy enough to start. I would avoid them, as well as the one who doesn't start. <laughs> so I just I just always feel like Adrian Peterson like I just leave him in purgatory because I feel like they're just one day he's gonna have a huge game I just never know when that's gonna be it's just it's frustrating anyway how about wide receivers how are you feeling about them this week um pretty good about some of them in particular Devonte Adams <laughs> who tops my list yes Tyler Lockett uh, Will Fuller V Stefan Diggs. Tyreek Hill, Amari Cooper, Deontay Johnson, who, who's had a quite a nice string there with uh, the Steelers and is arguably their number one wide receiver now. A.J. Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, and Robert Woods rounding out my top ten list. D.K. Metcalf, Henry Ruggs, III, Sterling Shepard, and Brandon Cooks uh, with honorable mentions for me. Not not terrible. Um, we certainly some overlap. I also have Devonte Adams at the top of my list. I mean, it's just 
what he and Aaron Rodgers do right now, everybody knows he's the one that Aaron Rodgers is going to throw to, and it still works. It's just it's just very incredible, I gotta say. And if the Packers ever wanted to stop giving the games away in the second half, like they might really really make some moves here. But anyway, uh, Keenan Allen checking in at number two on my list. Stephon Diggs at three, so I think there are definitely some fantasy points to be had in that Chargers Buffalo game. Uh, Tyree Kill and DK Metcalf rounding out the top five. DeAndre Hopkins at six, more like a five A. Those two are really interchangeable for me. Terry McLaurin is learning as he steps foot on the field. I'm happy starting him at seven. Uh, Allen Robinson, II, Tyler Lockett, and Cooper Cup running out my top ten. Okay, I actually have Allen Robinson at the top of my avoid list, so we might see that Green Bay Chicago game a little bit differently. Uh, Kenny Galladay, Marquise Brown, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, AJ Hamler, Tyler Boyd, AJ Green, T Higgins, and Keelan Cole all on my avoid list, and dishonorable mention to Lavisca Chanel. Darnell Moody, Anthony Miller, and Jacoby Myers. Yeah, I mean, Jacoby Myers, I got to say, also on my avoid list, but the fact that he he's kind of come into his own this season, I guess he's very impressive. Uh, there's more than I thought we were going to get out of him for the season. Uh, alas, he does end up on my avoid list this week, as well as Antonio Brown, Debo Samuel, even if he's coming back. Uh, I don't want to start him. Jerry Judy, Michael Pittman Jr., uh, Jamison Crowder, Corey Davis, Jalen Rager, John Brown, and Darius Slayton. Okay. How about uh, quarterbacks who do you like this week? I got Josh Allen, your boy, at the top of my list. Uh, like I said, I think there's a lot of fantasy points to be had in that. Uh, at two, I've got Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, who we talked about before. Hopefully he'll do a little less kneeling down. Kyler Murray and his bum shoulder are still checking in at three on my list. Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson at five. Uh, Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson, and uh, as much as it pains me, Matt Ryan running at the top ten. Really tried to put anybody else there, but he's he's really it. He's number ten on the list. Okay, I've got uh, Derek Carr at the top of my list. Um, Patrick Mahomes, two. Deshaun Watson, three. Josh Allen, four. Russell Wilson, five. Aaron Rodgers, six. Jared Goff, seven. Daniel Jones making a rare appearance on the list at eight. And Roethlisberger, 9, Baker Mayfield also making a rare appearance on the list. 10, honorable mentions to Ryan Tannehill and, uh, hoping for your sake, uh, Andy Dalton. Oh, I just – I mean, the Cowboys did everything they could to get rid of him. They gave him, He got concussed, he got COVID, and, I mean, those ginger superpowers just keep bringing him back. <laughs> I don't know how, but well, here we are. he's better than anything else <laughs> they have on their roster of quarterback right now, so – it's not great. I just CJ Beathard and Ryan Fitzpatrick aren't walking through that door, unfortunately. They may be off yeah, but for now, this, this is what we have. This is where we are. Um, my avoid list uh, does have Andy Dalton starring on it. I am less optimistic than you are. Cam Newton and his ridiculous wardrobe coming in uh, on the avoid list, as well as Daniel Jones, who I want to be more optimistic about, but I just I, I don't know about this week. Teddy Bridgewater. Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, Ryan Tannehill, Philip Rivers, Alex Smith, and Kirk Cousins. Okay, my quarterback avoid list has Matthew Stafford at the top of it, Cam Newton, Drew Locke, Nick Foles or Mitchell Trubisky, whoever is uh, unfortunate enough to start for the Bears in the Sunday night game, 
Nick Mullins, Jake Luton, and Ryan Finley. Not that you were going to start him, but just in case the thought popped into your head, um, you crazy. please don't. You're wild. I wanted to start P.J. Walker last week, so anything's possible. Well, that was a good call, <laughs> but Ryan Finley, that's he's got, I think, I mean, he hasn't played much, but he has a lifetime NFL completion rate of 48%, which is not good. No. It's not good. It's, and I think uh, his starts as a Bengal, he's cumulatively lost by almost 17 points a game on average. Uh, so he's, he's not good in pretty impressive fashion. Well, he and Russell Wilson did go to the same school in college at least for a while. So I got to say, that. I'm not entirely sure why I can tell you the average point per loss total for Ryan Finley as a Bengal, but here we are. <laughs> so... Um, tight end wise, um, I'll start off with, uh, Travis Kelsey at the top of my list, which is pretty much a a weekly occurrence. Darren Waller also checking up high on the list, which has also become a weekly occurrence. Evan Engram, Jonu Smith, Jordan Akins, Dalton Schultz, Eric Ebron, your friend Mike Gesicki, Robert Tanyan, and, uh, um, all Here's a blast from the past, or at least a blast from last year. I'll put Will Disley up on the list now that uh, um, that um, he's going to be uh, you know, the, the main tight end there for uh, Seattle with uh, Greg Olson going on IR. Well, all right. Yeah, I mean, Greg Olson was a big loss, but I just – I don't know. That, that tight end position in Seattle makes me nervous, but uh, – I also I mean, Kelsey. Russell Wilson seemed to have some rapport early last season before he tore the Achilles. He had a nice five or six game stretch at the beginning of last year, but we'll see if uh, if there's any magic left there. I mean, maybe there is. If there's going to be magic, this is a very good matchup for there to be magic. I could say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got Travis Kelsey at the top of my list as well. Uh, Darren Waller checking in at number two. Mark Andrews, as long as he's healthy enough to get on the field, which it looks like he will be at three. Hunter Henry and Dallas Goddard, who is kind of the last man standing currently in Philadelphia. Um, TJ Hawkinson, again, a little banged up, but it looks like he's going to be fine for this week. Austin Hooper, Rob Gronkowski, Hayden Hurst, and Evan Ingram running on my top ten. Okay, um, TJ Hawkinson found his way to the top of my avoid list for some reason. Uh, Noah Font, number two, Jimmy Graham, Jordan Reed, Tyler Eifert, and Drew Sample. Not that you were going to start him, I hope. But uh, anyway, those, those, those are the six tight ends I'd be trying to stay away from. Not I don't have a complete list of ten just because there, there's, you know, there's so few that you really can count on in fantasy anymore that it's hard for me to come up with a, a list of guys to uh, stay away from. That's fair. That's fair. It's we we like to play tears for fears here. There's always tears to it. Uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of purgatory for sure in the tight end game. But uh, I'm gonna go with the traditional traditional tend to avoid. It just I don't know. Some of these I can go either way on. But Logan Thomas on my avoid list as well as Jimmy Graham, Robert Tanyan, who normally I like I just don't like this matchup. The Bears are pretty good at defending against the tight ends. Uh, Jordan Akins and Jordan Reed. Be a Jordan, 
Uh, Will Disley, Tyler Higby, Tyler Eifert, also not great to be Tyler, apparently. Uh, Richard Rogers and Irv Smith Jr. out in Minnesota. Healthy, but not not enough points here to uh, to make the cut. Okay, how about uh, defenses? Who do you like this week? Well, I'm I'm really liking the Dolphins. Just stay with the status quo of anybody playing the Jets is a good start, uh, and the Dolphins get that honor this week, as well as the fact that they're actually pretty good defense. Uh, the Browns and Saints rounding out my top three. Uh, despite Denver looking looking better last week, that Saints defense is very talented when they want to be, and I think they'll do do pretty well uh, in even in mile high. Uh, the Giants and the Washington football team checking in at four and five respectively. The Steelers, Rams, Packers, Seahawks, and the Colts. Even even against the Titans, I'm going with the Colts on the uh, start list. Okay, um, for defenses. I only came up with uh, seven that I really like for this week. I'll put them in two batches. First batch, I've got Houston, Cleveland, the Rams, and Green Bay. Second batch, I've got the Giants, Arizona, and New Orleans. So some overlap in our lists. How about uh, your list for defenses? Uh, I have the Broncos at the top of it. Even without Drew Brees under center, I'm still a little nervous. Um, Cardinals also checking well as the Jets. Tua wasn't great last week, uh, but Miami, Miami defense is certainly going to give him some breathing room this week. The Panthers, Cowboys, Kings, Ravens, Bears, Jaguars, and the Lions. Okay, my avoid list has um, a number of teams on it, uh, starting with Atlanta, Detroit, Tampa Bay, Chicago, Cincinnati. Indianapolis, the Chargers, Jacksonville, San Francisco, and Philadelphia rounding out my avoid list, my 10 to avoid. Okay. All right. Look at you. Bringing 10 in this week. Proud of you. I did. I could tier them if you want, but. Something to be thankful for. Yeah, we should move on. I mean, we tiered the tight end, so I I think it's all I could (laughs) tell All right. Well, Atlanta's kind of in a tier by themselves this week for defenses to avoid, I think, and all the others. You know, put a name in a hat and draw one out and make sure you avoid them. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's pretty fair. It's actually not the worst way to make uh, make the rankings. Maybe I need to try that. <laughs> Works for me. So Let's take a look at um, uh, maybe some game picks after our historical week last week of almost picking entirely the same sleeve which was unnerving. And as you pointed out, uh, only one of us was going to gain a game on the other. And thanks to the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes' uh, last-minute heroics, you were the one that gained a game on me. You were 9-5, and five, I was 8-6. and six. So for the season... It puts me um, still a game back on you for the year, correct? Yes, 97-63-1 for me and 96-64-1 for you. So we're, we're neck and neck uh, coming into the home stretch here. Hey, man, we're coming down the stretch. We're in the last two weeks of, uh, of most fantasy football regular seasons. We, of course, give you the whole season. But, yeah, I mean, we're keeping it exciting. We're giving the people what they want. That's competition. So, speaking of competition, why don't we start out with the uh, the three Thanksgiving games? So, um, we've got Houston at Detroit, Washington at Dallas, and Baltimore at Pittsburgh, uh, CDC permitting. 
So um, starting off with the early game, the Houston at Detroit game, I just, Detroit, I I guess they're committed to Matt Matt Patricia through the end of the season. They must have decided that even after the debacle last week against Carolina, that they're going to stick with them for the rest of the season. But uh, I just. It's been more than a full calendar year since an NFL team was shut out. Just, just so everybody knows. And they managed to get yeah, shut out by P.J. Walker in the Carolina. That is, like I love P.J. Walker. We sold his virtues last either. week, but that's not great. No, and you know it's certainly not weather related or anything. It just seems like they're they're not yeah. very they're just not very good right now. But uh, and Houston leaves a lot to be desired on defense. But fortunately for them, I don't think they'll have to play much defense to shut down Detroit's offense as bad as they've looked. So one of these years, Detroit will be a good team again, and yeah, we'll look forward to playing on Thanksgiving and not embarrassing themselves. But unfortunately this year, I think uh, not the year. Houston's going to have, you know, Houston's going to have their way with them and win this game easily. And this will be a showcase for Deshaun Watson. And I predict that the uh, Texans will win by two touchdowns. I'll say final score, Houston 31, Detroit 17. I was marginally more generous, but we're on the same page. Uh, I've got Houston winning 30 to 20. I don't know if you're aware. I'm not a big Deshaun Watson proponent. Uh, not quite as big of a detractor as I am of, you know, say Cam Newton and the Falcons as a whole. But Deshaun Watson is actually 7-0 and in his career on short rest. And uh, especially coming in to play this Lions team the way they currently look, I'm feeling pretty good about him being 8-0. So I'm, I'm going to go with uh, the Deshaun Watson win streak here. Okay, next up we've got uh, two teams that I think have combined for, what, five wins so far this Oof, season, but I think this is going to be the best. No, but I, I actually think this is going to be the best uh, game of the day, believe it or not. And um, might be right. I'm going to go – I think it's kind of a coin flip game. I think Dallas is you know, potentially more explosive on offense or at least has a better offense. Washington, Alex Smith showing signs of life, and their defense is actually pretty good. And if they had a better offense, they'd probably look even better, spending less time on the field. But uh, anyway, I think this game could go either way, but I liked what Dallas showed on Sunday at Minnesota and beat, you know, a you know, resurgent Vikings a decent, team. And, yeah. Yeah, they're decent, maybe not so much on defense, but you know, they, they definitely have a good offense and they slowed them down just enough to win that game. And I think they're going to, again, do just enough to win this game. So I'm going to go with the final score here of uh, the hometown Cowboys uh, 28 and the visiting football team 27. Yeah. Um, as a Cowboys fan, uh, and historically throughout the show, I am very pessimistic about the Cowboys. <laughs> I, and that's going to continue. I'm not falling for for what happened last week. Uh, I think that was more of a blip on the radar than an actual real thing that will happen. I think Chase Young is going to be in Andy Dalton's face. Uh, I, I'm not entirely sure what this Cowboys offensive line is. Right now we got our, our best tackle playing guard and they've got seven different offensive line combinations coming into this week it's not ideal and I just don't know if Andy Dalton is is ready for prime time obviously Jerry Jones didn't think Ben DiNucci was uh, so that's why we say the last of him but I think that Washington might come in and steal one in Dallas on Thanksgiving I've got them winning 27-23 
Yeah, again, this to also, me is the most interesting. Also, it would be great if we could have a game that, that Alex Smith quarterbacked in where someone did not suffer a catastrophic leg injury. If we could just have one week, that would be cool. I, I just feel like this is like a real PTSD thing for him. Yeah, although chances are neither of these two quarterbacks are going to be starting uh, for their teams in week one of next year. So, yeah, I'm mean, certainly not rooting for an injury, but it wouldn't uh, no. have quite the same impact on their team long term as as uh, Joe Burrow's team injury did last week or as Alex Smith did a couple of years ago. Yes, yes, it it, it was something. Uh, my cat has just entered so, the equation. She seems to have a lot to say about this game. I, I think she might have picked the Redskins, or I'm sorry, the Washington football team. It's hard to say. Just got to yell that. Read the riot act here. Well, <laughs> um, she'll probably be uh, most interested in the Eagles-Seahawks uh, matchup, I would guess. Since yes, I'm thinking two so. Two bird teams we going We've got each a lot other. of cat action on the show this week. <laughs> yes. So um, next up, the evening game, if it does actually get played, Pittsburgh at Baltimore a month ago, this would have seemed like a clash of uh, two of the best teams in the NFL. Uh, In the the intervening month, Pittsburgh has um, continued to warrant that um, title. Uh, Baltimore, not so much. I I don't think, yeah, I I don't know exactly what's going on with Baltimore's offense there. I don't think it's just a matter of people knowing their plays, but yeah, whatever is going on there, it's it's not ideal. And when you have uh, your top two running backs out because of COVID and not much of a receiving game, that's uh, not a good sign against Pittsburgh. But I think Baltimore will make it interesting. But uh, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh to win this 28-24. Yeah, I have Pittsburgh winning 27-24, so we're pretty much on the same line there. If Baltimore was healthy – and they weren't missing days of practice, I'm, I might feel an awful lot better that, about them potentially upsetting in this game. I mean, the game they played earlier this season was great. Uh, they almost came back and won it, but that sort of was like the beginning of this this weird downward trend they've had. They're a really very talented team, and they're just not playing that way. Um, but having having so many guys out and missing meetings and practice time on the field, I just – there's a lot stacked against them against this Pittsburgh team who I don't think is as dominant as their record shows, but I think they are still healthier and, and probably the safer bet this week. Okay. Um, next up, we've got um, the first of the Sunday early games. We've got Las Vegas traveling to Atlanta and this seems like potentially a trap game for the Raiders. You know, they've played well against some good teams, won some of them and, lost some of them. Uh, this is a team that they should win pretty handily against. And, you know, I predict if they win this game, they'll make the playoffs. And if they don't, they won't. I know there's still several games left, but to me, this is the kind of uh, game that a playoff team needs to win. I'm going to say that they yeah. do it. Good teams say, beat uh, bad teams. Yeah. And, it's, it's almost uh, as simple as that especially late in the season or later in the season when you know what's at stake and motivations are different, motivation levels are different. I'm going to go with uh, Las Vegas, even though it's an early game, you know, at 10 a.m., their start, uh, their time zone. Uh, I'll go with the Raiders to win this pretty easily. I'll say Raiders 34, Atlanta 24. 
the cat is concurring with your pick. Uh, I'm also going to go with that. I've got I've got the Raiders winning 34-24. I think they're going to come out. They're going to look dominant, despite the fact that their defense is going to give up some points. The fact that Julio Jones is not even close to 100%, I doubt is going to play in this game. Even if he does, he's not he's not playing an entire game. He's going to have bits and pieces. And without Julio Jones, I don't think they can beat this Vegas team. Uh, I just they need their offense to be more dynamic. And I know you're all surprised I'm picking against the Falcons. So there you have it. The Fighting Chuckies, 34-24. Okay, um, next up we have Miami at the Jets, and Jets look like they're on their way to a, um, an, an undefeated, or, or I, I don't know what you call 0-16, um, a winless, yes, just, but a maybe super uh, defeated, defeated <laughs> super defeated year, but uh, the funny thing is with Joe Flacco, a quarterback, the last couple of weeks, their offense has actually shown signs of life against the Patriots and against the Chargers, but unfortunately the defense... Yeah, they do, and he's he's had some nice stretches passing the ball, but unfortunately their defense just can't stop anyone. I think that's going to continue to be the case in this game, and even though uh, Tua did not have a good game last week, and I'm not expecting he's going to you know, come out looking like a world beater this week, I think he'll do just enough to win this. I'll say uh, Dolphins 27, Jets 24 as uh, the Jets continue their March towards a winless season and uh, Trevor Lawrence being their quarterback next year. I'm still Unless thinking Trevor Lawrence is going. Gave himself COVID to go back to school to not be the Jets quarterback. I'm still holding very firm to that theory. It's a, it's a bold move. I I kind of respect it, but um, yeah, yeah. I think Miami bounces back. I think Tua will certainly look better. It's a a lesser defense. Sorry, Jets and Jets fans, but facts are facts. Um, thing is, if you look at Tua's stats from his starts, he's really not lighting the world on fire. The defense is giving him an awful no. lot of help. And in the games where, like last week, where the defense really, they didn't steal any points. There weren't pick sixes that they were bringing balls back. He did not thrive. He 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 is not able to win the game on his own right now, which is fine. But the defense has to help him out, and I think they're more than able to do that this week. Joe Joe Flacco will be giving out Thanksgiving gifts. I feel pretty good about that. So what's your final score? Oh, sorry. I got, I got so tied up in my stats. Uh, I've got Miami winning 28-17. Okay. So far, we've only disagreed on one game again this week, although the suspense is gone since it was the second game of the Slight. Yeah, so, yeah. but uh, I'm trying to give the people anyway, what they want, and you know, too much agreement. It's true. <laughs> so, believe it or not, uh, Giants are um, within striking distance of the Eagles. They're only half a game back. And, you guys uh, could go to the playoffs. It is not out you, of question. You heard it here. You heard, you heard <laughs> it here first. After, after this week. The Eagles will drop from first place to third place, and the Giants will be in a first-place tie with whoever wins the game between the Cowboys and the football team, given that the Giants have already beaten the football team twice. I kind of hope that they beat Dallas, although I'm not picking that result. But uh, anyway, back to the game at hand here. Um, A week ago with Joe Burrow is the Bengals' quarterback, starting quarterback. I think this would have been an interesting matchup now with – Ryan Finley under center and the Giants defense uh, continuing to improve. Hopefully they won't be too rusty after a bye week, but I think they win this game. 
I, I won't say fairly easily because there's no such thing as a giant span this past couple of years, no, but no. <laughs> I think the potential is there for them to win by more than a touchdown. I'm going to say um, this uh, game will be uh, Giants 30, um, Bengals 21, and Blue the Kitten just came in and let me know that he disapproves of this pick, but there you have it. <laughs> Cats making all kinds of appearances. We're up to, with the cat count on this episode is a three currently. Pending. Unfortunately for Blue Kitten, I am also going to pick against the Bengals. Uh, Ryan Finley does not strike the fear in hearts pretty much anyone. Uh, it's it's not great. Um, Danny Dimes is being promoted back to Danny Dimes from Danny Nichols. I think he's he's certainly going to look better this week. Um, I, I don't know if there's been a team that has turned itself around from being in your top five pick to potentially being a playoff team so quickly. As they do. Well, they could still do both. <laughs> they could do both. The pendulum is swinging wildly. We don't know which way it's going to go. Well, no, I'm saying um, they could do both is, simultaneously. They could make the playoffs and have a top five pick in that division. Yeah, that's of course. That is actually, the other four teams would also have top five picks, and then there'd be the Jets and the Jaguars, so we're already up to six teams in my top five, but we'll see. Which is actually a very low number for your top five, to be very honest. Usually, we're usually yeah, if I thought about it more, I'd probably cram another ten teams in to my top five picks. <laughs> there you go. Um, but I think the Giants are, are trending away from that top five pick with a win this week. I've got them winning 27-14. Okay. So here we have to pick up the pace a little bit if we're going to have to do a two-minute drill on the rest of these games, if we're going to have time left for uh, the things we're grateful for in Turkey. So I'll uh, try to pick up the pace here a little bit. Tennessee at Indianapolis, uh, Derek Henry, that might have been the run of the year last week. And um, if it weren't for uh, DeAndre Hopkins' catch against Buffalo, that A.J. Brown catch uh, at the end of the game, you know, the touchdown, you know, that might have been the – reception of the year, both in one uh, short uh, sequence there. But anyway, uh, Indianapolis, I don't know what to make of them. They keep winning games, but I'm not impressed by Phillip Rivers. And therefore, uh, even though they upset Tennessee on the road a few weeks ago in a Thursday night game, I think Tennessee returns the favor here. I'm going to say uh, Tennessee 30, Indianapolis 27. I've got Tennessee winning 26, Indianapolis 23. I'm right there with you. Uh, Phillip Rivers, not very scary. Uh, despite the fact that he's still managing to win games, but he's banged up, and that's not a good recipe here. Tennessee is the better team all around. They just need to remember that they are. So let's see a little more Derrick Henry and A.J. Uh, AJ Brown. That would, wouldn't be bad for me. So I think they they win a close one here, closer than it should be. Okay. Um, Buffalo hosting the Chargers. Uh, Chargers managed not to uh, give away the game last week, probably only because they were uh, playing the Chargers. they didn't but... try, though. Yeah, and I think they'll be back to their usual high-scoring yet losing ways this week. I'll go with uh, <laughs> Buffalo um, off of a bye week. I'll say the Josh Allen's 30 and the Justin Herbert's 27. There you go. I, I've got Buffalo winning 30-24. I'm a little more optimistic about Buffalo and a little little less optimistic about this, this Chargers, uh, Chargers defense, I think, but – I think the fighting Josh Allens are going to make a nice stand, and there's a lot of fantasy points to be had here. Big, big offensive game. Okay. Um, when's the last time you said that the, the Browns were a lock on the road? It's probably been a while. 
And but this week they're on the road against Jacksonville, so that explains the come the pick coming up here. Uh, Nick Chubb has looked really good in the two weeks that he's been back uh, from injury, and I just think that uh, even with Baker Mayfield not having a, a great year, I think they'll do just enough through the air and on the ground to win this game and uh, win it pretty heartily. I'll handily I'll say uh, Cleveland 30, uh, Jacksonville 17. Uh, shockingly, I am a little more sympathetic to the Jaguars than pretty much everybody on the planet, probably even Gardner Minshew's family at this point. But uh, despite that, facts are facts, and the Cleveland Browns are the better team. Uh, like you said, Nick Chubb has been phenomenal. Having him back in that offense has really, really been a game changer for them. Um, Jacksonville, we don't know who's going to play quarterback. I don't think it's a huge difference here because their defense is very banged up, and that is that's tough. But I have them keeping it at least close. I've got Cleveland winning 24-20. Okay. And next we've got uh, another West Coast team or Western time zone team, Pacific time zone team traveling to the East Coast for an early game. That's Arizona at New England. New England uh, showed signs of life for a few weeks, but uh, last week they laid an egg. And I just really um, think this uh, Cam Newton roller coaster, I, I want to get off. Kyler Murray may not be healthy, but uh, he's, still the better, <laughs> he's, he's still the better quarterback by a fairly good amount at this point, uh, even with the better supporting cast. I'll say uh, Arizona 27, uh, New England 21. Yeah, I've got I've got Arizona winning 28-21. I just I don't believe in this Cam Newton offense. Um, you know, I I think the quarterback for the future for the New England Patriots is not currently on their roster. So that's something you're going to have to address in the offseason. This is scary. I think we might agree on uh, 15 of 16 games, uh, depending the outcome oh. of the next one. So Minnesota hosting one Carolina, Minnesota late in egg against the Cowboys, but. Uh, I, I think that uh, this week they're going to right the, the ship, so to speak. I'll go with the Vikings 27 over Carolina 24 as Dalvin Cook uh, runs wild yet again. Oh, thank God. All right, I'm taking the Panthers in this one, not just to be contrarian, but I actually already had picked them to win this. <clears throat> I have a low-scoring, more of a defensive battle in this one, I think. I've got Carolina winning 21-20. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, P.J. Walker, doesn't matter. I think Mike Davis is going to have a nice day. I think Gavin Cook will as well. But I think Carolina is going to edge this one out in a, a very nice fourth-quarter comeback. Hey, um, with the late games now, New Orleans at Denver, and even with uh, you know, Taysom Hill at, um, um, at quarterback, quarterback. I, I think they're – pardon I was no, I was filling in your sentence there. Quarterback, unfortunately, not also tight end eligible. But we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> no, but with Taysom Hill, unless you're playing in an ESPN league, where apparently he is eligible at tight end, which is nice if you can uh, get it. But since we're uh, talking more generally here, uh, Taysom Hill and the um, Saints, I think they'll uh, continue their good thing uh, against uh, the Broncos on the road. Broncos, I just don't think can muster enough offense against. Uh, Saints have a pretty good defense, so I'll go with the Saints to uh, win this uh, 27-21. I uh, I really like I really like the pick. I don't I, I could see this game going either way, 
I'm going to pick Denver in a mini upset here. I think this defense is going to keep them around. Um, I've got them winning 27-24 in a bit of a barn burner out in Mile High. I think we're going to see Mercy Drew Locke do some more awkward dancing, and I think he might actually play better hurt than he does healthy, so I'm ready to ride that wave. Okay, um, we've got the 49ers going down the road to Southern California and playing the Rams. I think 49ers are too beat up to make this a competitive game. I'll go with the Rams 30, 49ers 17. I'm right in the same boat with you. I've got the Rams winning 30 to 20. I think they get a little healthier running back, and that's, that gives them a little edge in San Francisco. They can run a little more than previously. All right. Uh, Tom Brady has gone up against Patrick Mahomes before, but this is the first time he'll do so as a member of the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, Bucks, again, just a roller coaster ride, just like the team that he left this year. Um, and I think Kansas City, again, they haven't looked great on offense, but they, are, they're they so talented and they do just enough to win every week seemingly. So I'll go with them to keep that string going this week uh, with a 31-24 victory over the Buccaneers. I've got Kansas City winning 34-28, so a lot of points to be had here, but this, this Kansas City team is just far superior uh, to this Tampa Bay offense. So I'm, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes and – Andy Reid, the killer tomato, every day of the week. Okay, Green Bay at Chicago. Excuse me, um, Chicago at Green Bay, I think. But um, um, <laughs> this, it's one or the other. We don't even know who's going to play quarterback for the Bears. <laughs> yeah, that, I, that's the thing for me. I think no matter who plays, it's not going to be very good. And I think Green Bay's defense is – is underrated, although they didn't show it against the Colts. But uh, and I think they'll um, they'll be under less pressure and therefore make fewer mistakes on offense this time. I think Aaron Rodgers wins this pretty handily. I'll say 31 for Green Bay and 17 for Chicago. I, I've got Chicago hanging around a little more. I've got Green Bay winning uh, by a narrow margin. I've got them 24-20 over the Bears. I think Nick Foles might be under center. Hard to say at this point, but. Green Bay is doing their darndest to give games away, and I, I think they might try to give this one back. I think the Chicago defense will keep them around. Okay, and then rounding out uh, the week's schedule, we've got the Battle of the Birds. Um, Monday yeah. night, Seattle has played, I think, twice at Philadelphia in the past year, once in a playoff game last year, and uh, yeah. once during You're the right. regular season around this time last year, the Sunday before Thanksgiving, actually, last year, and this year it's the Sunday after Thanksgiving. But anyway, uh, I, I think uh, as with the other two games, I think Seattle is going to win this. I think Philadelphia might keep it a little closer than they have the other games, but I'll say Seattle and Russell Wilson uh, managed to overcome their own defense and win this uh, game 30-24. to 24. I've got them winning 31-23, so we're, we're right in line there. I just, this Eagles team is very frustrating as is much of the NFC East, but if Lane Johnson doesn't play, there's no way they can win this game. Um, so that brings us to the end of the game picks. We rallied and disagreed on quite a few in the uh, the late portion of the game there. Uh, before we get into our turkeys and what we're thankful for this year, just a couple of quick daily fantasy value picks for you. Uh, at quarterback, Baker Mayfield, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, and Taysom Hill. Despite the fact I think he's not going to win that game, I think there's still points. Uh, wide receiver, Devontae Parker, Michael Pittman Jr., Nelson Aguilar, Justin Jefferson, and Jacoby Myers. At running back, Kalen Balaj, Chase Edmonds, Kareem Hunt, Wayne Gallman, and Naheem Hines. 
a tight end, Hunter Henry, Rob Gronkowski, and Trey Burton. Defense, uh, Denver, definitely the top of the list there, as well as Dallas. Uh, so, as as our annual tradition, we like to name a few turkeys, um, things, people, uh, anything about the season that has, you know, really been a bust. Uh, they've been a proverbial turkey. And then things we're thankful for as well. Uh, so I, I think we both alluded to throughout the show that Ezekiel Elliott is on both of our turkey lists. Is that correct? Yes. he's. he's I only could come up with one running back. I, I didn't want to put people on my turkey list just because they got hurt and disappointed. So, you know, Saquon Barkley is not on my turkey list. You know, that's, yeah. he would it, be on my unfortunate list. No. Yeah, so. bad luck. And, uh, a lot of bad we, luck. Right, he's on the bad luck list, not the turkey list. So, but Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott has been healthy uh, most, if not all, of the season, and still not uh, uh, producing up to expectations. I mean, Cowboys really could have used him to step oh, up. Oh, would have been nice. The uh, passing game uh, fell apart after Dak was injured, but uh, uh, for whatever reason, that didn't happen. And so, you know, he's on my. Uh, turkey list and I really couldn't think of any other running backs to put on the turkey list that you know haven't been I would I you know, also had um I had Le'Veon Bell as well uh just just I mean he's things are are better okay, in Kansas City but but what he should have been for the Jets and the fact that he just didn't even play for them um was was certainly a disappointment because that could have been it certainly could have been something fantasy wise okay and as far as running backs, I'm grateful for um, this Thanksgiving. I would say James Robinson has probably been the most yeah. pleasant surprise at running back this season. So he he's on my uh, grateful list for running backs. I would throw Mike Davis on that as well. Christian McCaffrey going down was not awesome, especially for a couple of my teams. Uh, Mike Davis has really shined. Uh, got a lot more out of him than I certainly expected. Okay, how about uh, quarterbacks who's on your turkey list? I've got three. Mm. See if you can get um, well, if there's overlap, it's, it's hard, to, hard to narrow it down. I would say um, pretty much anyone not named Dak Prescott playing quarterback for the Cowboys. Uh, Andy Dalton, I, I thought could have been better. I hoped would have been better. I mean, he's still Andy Dalton, but what Dak Prescott did, and then to come into that same offense and and really kind of just lay an egg, uh, is tough. Uh, Carson Wentz, for sure, a turkey this year. I know they're a banged up team, but you know, you're the guy, you're the guy you're hanging onto the ball too long. I mean, this is a problem for me. And uh, Cam Newton is on the Turkey list. I know I've never been high on him and I'm really not, but in a Bill Belichick offense, I expected more out of him. Okay. Um, So you named two of my three quarterback turkeys. I had Carson Wentz and Cam Newton on my list and, Last one, yeah. uh, maybe a little bit controversial, but I'll put uh, Lamar Jackson on my turkey list. He hasn't I think had that's a bad totally season fair. I do. statistically, but given where you probably drafted him, if he's on your team versus what he's produced this season, it definitely seems like he's taken a step back uh, compared to last year. So uh, for that, I would yeah. have him on my uh, turkey list. Yeah, I I have no arguments with that. I, the value, the return on investment for where you took him, absolutely qualifies for the turkey list. Okay, how about uh, quarterbacks you're grateful for? Uh, quarterbacks I'm grateful for um, both Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua Tunga Vailoa. I just I enjoy what's happening there. Uh, 
less so last week. But for the most part, I'm enjoying that. Justin Herbert has been an extremely pleasant surprise. We didn't even think we'd see him this season. And then, you know, the the medical staff with the Chargers tried to kill Tyrod Taylor. So uh, maybe they had Justin Herbert on the fans up on team. The turkey list. Hard to say. Yeah, yeah, that guy, definitely on the turkey list. <laughs> but I think those would be the two. Um, Joe Burrow, before he got murdered last week, would have also been on my list. I, I think he put up more numbers than we expected for where he was drafted. All right. I've, I've got actually a pretty long list of quarterbacks I'm grateful for. I mean, Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers have both been around for years, mm. but uh, I guess there was some talk Still about so whether they were really – top tier uh, quarterbacks going into the season. I think most people, you know, would say that Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson were kind of in a tier by themselves, but uh, Russell Wilson yeah. and Aaron Rodgers uh, have both been uh, doing really well, maybe even better than expected uh, given their veteran mm-hmm. status uh, that they seem to have uh, found a new level. Uh, Kyler Murray definitely uh, improved in his second year in the league. Yeah. Uh, Justin Herbert, as you said, probably the um, best rookie quarterback, followed uh, pretty closely by Joe Burrow. And then finally, a guy that we alluded to earlier in the show, Derek Carr, I think has been a very pleasant surprise oh, for that's a lot fair. of teams I like this that year. One. That's a good addition. So, how about yeah. um, wide receivers? Who's on your turkey list? Um, well, I, I've got beef with a couple of guys. Uh, A.J. Green, certainly on my list. I feel like he and certainly now it's going to be a whole different world, but just looks very disinterested, didn't want to be around, didn't look like he was finishing plays. I just wasn't impressed with what I saw on the field from him. Um, pretty much everybody on the Eagles, that's not fair. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson, who we both knew would be less than productive, but like literally have added no value to that team. And it was something coming into the season that maybe they could have. Uh, and I just... I mean, Amari Cooper, also kind of a turkey for me, as much as I don't like it, but it just for where he got drafted in a lot of leagues to what you're getting out of him and some of that's a product, uh, a product of, of the quarterback situation, but still not getting what you should have out of him. Okay, I have three wide receivers on my turkey list, and unfortunately for you, uh, two of them are Cowboys. Amari Cooper, you already right. mentioned, and Michael Gallup is also <laughs> – somebody yeah. that I was yeah. expecting a lot more out of uh, this season, but maybe we can refer to him as Michael Gobble just for this week, but uh, gobble, gobble. maybe he'll start galloping <laughs> again for the Cowboys this week. <laughs> that would be week. nice. My fantasy team could really use it. <laughs> and then uh, finally, uh, Jarvis Landry with Cleveland. I mean, I know he wasn't picked real yeah. high, but especially after Odell Beckham Jr. was out for the year, there was this expectation that he would really – step up and be the guy and have all sorts of chemistry with uh, um, Baker Mayfield, but that really hasn't happened. So um, for that, yeah. uh, I would put him on my turkey list. But how about uh, wide receivers you're grateful for? Um, I am really extremely grateful for DK Metcalf, who we knew was good. We knew he had potential, but he had been a little up and down last season. We were, it was a little feast or famine, and he has been phenomenal this year. Also a product of Russell Wilson really stepping up and being even better than he had been in the past. DK Metcalf has been phenomenal. And I would like to put pretty much the entire Steelers wide receiver core, particularly these young rookies. They have really all stepped up. Anytime anyone's been down, anytime anyone's just been double covered, you can throw the ball to any of these guys and they're going to play spectacular. I mean, 
you, you look around the Deontay Johnsons, the Chase Claypools, and then you still have Juju Smith-Schuster out there. Like it's just uh, just all around, they're just so good. Yeah, you you had two of my uh, um, guys uh, on my list: Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson. Other guys, uh, yeah. Keenan Allen. Everybody knew he was good, but uh, mm-hmm. Justin Herbert seems to have uh, put him back in the upper echelon of. Uh, wide receivers fantasy wise um some other guys uh cd lamb is a rookie who is like chase claypool done even more than Mm -hmm. had been expected of him i mean he was a lot more on the radar than chase claypool coming into the season but uh he's also um, done quite well and then uh, a couple guys that uh, wound up on several of my fantasy rosters that i you know, I'm not sure I would have been familiar with coming into the season or Tim Patrick and Travis Fulgham. Uh, Tim Patrick still looks like uh, he's going to be carrying the load for the Broncos for the rest of the season. Travis Fulgham had a nice four or five game string and now last couple of weeks hasn't done much, but uh, I'll still put him on my grateful list for uh, a couple of uh, you know, his performances yeah, during both, the season. Both very good ads. I, I definitely agree with those. So that brings us to uh, tight ends. Um, how about your uh, tight end turkey list? Uh, Zach Ertz. And really, truly only yep. Zach Ertz. Uh, well, okay. I mean, Mark Andrews a little bit. But Zach Ertz, uh, he, he should be so much better than he is, he, especially with Carson Wentz not playing well in that offensive line, not playing well. He should have had a much better season before he got hurt. It's like he didn't get a contract and he just checked out is what it feels like. And, I just, I'm disappointed. I'm very disappointed in him. Yeah, he was he was also at the top of my uh, tight end turkey list. Uh, Mark Andrews also made that list. Yeah. And a couple other guys who aren't maybe in that same uh, tier, but were also um, being counted on by fantasy teams, probably top 10, top 12 tight ends coming into the season that have proved um, not to be that valuable this season have been Tyler Higby with the Rams and Jared Cook with the Saints. I think uh, yeah. a lot more was expected out of both of those guys, and that can't all be attributed to uh, injuries or some part of quarterback yeah. play. Unfortunate, but yes. Um, I think we, then, we might both have the same name on our thankful list. Uh, Mike Gusecki. I, I have Definitely names, thankful for but, him. Uh, go ahead. You got to. I've got Mike Gusecki. Mike Gusecki is I'm very, very thankful for. Uh, I'm very excited we can, we were able to embrace and stop putting him in purgatory. And he's really come into his own. He and Tua seem to have good chemistry. He and Fitzpatrick had good chemistry. Uh, and I also have Austin Hooper on my list, who I we knew he was good. I wasn't sure the situation he was in was going to be good. But he has, despite the appendix almost exploding in his body, has had a very nice season. Okay, for me, I'm going to put uh, Logan Thomas and Jordan Reed on my uh, grateful list. And then I'm also going to uh, mention Hayden Hurst, who's had a, a pretty good yeah. first season for a, a really lousy team in Atlanta. There you go. That's fair. I would like to – I got a couple catch-all turkeys, not necessarily players. Um, I would like to say the entire NFC East, you're turkeys. I'm done with this. Yes. We both, we both yep. I, I think, can hold, I definitely agree there. Also, Adam Gase making the list. How are you still employed? Like, honestly, how are you still employed? 
Uh, COVID, checking in on the turkey list as well, really screwing things up, not just in football, but in life in general. Uh, and the Rams defense. I just, come on, guys. So much talent, so bad right now. Like, not bad, but you're mediocre. You're not what you should be. Um, any any other catch-alls you'd like to end of the turkey? I'm just thankful for health, thankful that you're healthy and doing well, thankful that uh, we both have cats to come on yeah. the show and uh, make things more interesting and just uh, <laughs> thankful that there's some uh, vaccines for uh, COVID on the horizon and uh, grateful that uh, fortunately most of the people uh, close to me are still healthy and um, just uh, yeah, hoping that continues here. and wishing everybody a, a good Thanksgiving, even if it's uh, not the kind of Thanksgiving we're used to. Yes. And Sherpa and I are always here with you. COVID, no COVID, whatever's going on in the world, and I'm very thankful for that and that we're deep in our 11 seasons and we're past 200 episodes. It's been a very wild ride that will continue. Uh, thankful for Taysom Hill being eligible at tight end last week, and I had him in all my ESPN fantasy leagues for that. Unfortunately, that has gone away. I am also thankful for Baker Mayfield commercials. Much more impressive is off the field than is on the field, but I'm, I'm all in. That Heisman House one gets me every time. Uh, so that to the end of the show this week we'd love to hear what you guys are thankful for who the turkeys are in your fantasy life uh as well we'll be back with you next week uh and i i will probably be back in my my respective home state quasi home state of virginia next week so we'll we'll milk this pennsylvania while we can we'll be back next tuesday night from 8 30 10 to 9 30 p.m eastern time as we are every week thank you for hanging around for our extended edition so we can tell you what we're thankful for and you can find us all over social media. Thanks again, guys, and good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us.